0: Hi guys, I'm Latka and I'm joined with Lucia today. Hello guys. This is our third episode and I would say... It can be considered as a spin-off for the last one. We talked about low-cost travelling before, two weeks ago. And who hasn't heard it yet, I highly recommend to pause this episode and listen to the previous one first. This episode will focus more on low-cost accommodation. And we are going to talk about travelers' best friend when it comes to cheap accommodation, which is Airbnb. We are going to compare it with similarly popular Booking.com, as I'm sure that everybody knows, and we are going to reveal some interesting facts about these two accommodation giants. First, I don't suppose that there is a person in the world who wouldn't know what Airbnb and Booking is, right? You know what what Airbnb is, right?
1: Of course, I'm using it all the time. I mean, it
0: would be pretty lame if we would have travel (laughs) podcast and we had no idea what Airbnb is. I think the
1: last time I used booking is when I helped my mom to book the hotel in Prague. Mm -hmm. That's the only time. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. But Airbnb, I think, is the best. It's actually good that you have different opinion than I do. I mean, I'm not saying that booking is better than Airbnb, but... Let's talk about it a bit later. Anyway, these two companies, Booking.com and Airbnb, are accommodation providers. And there is the difference that Airbnb gathers homestays, flats, or just one room. Whereas Booking.com offers hotels or hostels. And there are usually bigger brands like chains. Basically, it's just like they offer official hotel or like independent hotels, but they share accommodation, which is aimed to accommodate people. It's not like local people who have extra room that would share like offer it for a sleepover that's the diff that's the main difference between booking and airbnb now when we all know what airbnb is do we actually know what was the initial idea behind the whole project do you have any idea
1: i don't really know
0: to be fair I haven't even think about what Airbnb actually means. Obviously, Airbnb is not a word. I've never really cared about finding out what it actually stands for. Do you know something about that? That's good, because I do. (laughs) And if you don't know, you are listening to the right podcast to find out. As we all can find on Wikipedia, Brian Chesky and his friends Joe Gebbia. I'm sorry if I pronounce it wrong. I'm just rubbish at names. They found Airbnb in August 2008, which is incredible when you think about it, because it's 2020 now and I was like 12 in 2008. And I think it it was the same year when I signed up for Facebook. Do you remember the age when you signed up for Facebook?
1: Yeah, I think it was a year later in 2009. Yeah,
0: I think it was th- something. I I'm, I'm not sure if it was 2008 or 9, but I remember that I definitely wasn't 15. I was definitely younger than 15.
1: Oh, I didn't know that you're not allowed to sign up. For I think
0: Facebook. the minimum age was 15.
1: I know that for Instagram is 16, but I don't know about Facebook.
0: Anyway, Brian Chesky and Joe Gebbia founded Airbnb in August 2008. They are originally from San Francisco, and back then in August 2008, a big design event was hosted there and as it usually happens with these events hotels run out of vacancies and here comes the brilliant minds of the founders. They draw an idea on the basic concept of the market which is gifts what the market demands meaning there are not enough hotel rooms for the design event which means that they need to provide them the rooms so these clever lads came up with an idea to buy mattresses and they placed it on the floor of their apartment and put an advertisement online that they like offer place to stay for these couple of days. Believe it or not, three guests actually accepted to stay over and sleep on air mattresses. Surprisingly, they paid 80 dollars to stay on these mattresses (laughs) and that's the original idea because they find out that it actually kind of works isn't it insane would you ever accept to sleep on air mattresses for 80 dollars
1: i would accept sleeping on the air mattress but not for 80 dollars
0: i mean i don't think it
1: was for one night i think i read it was for three nights it means around 25 Mm -hmm. dollars night which is still a lot if you think about it for a mattress
0: and consider the fact that you sleep in on the floor of a place that belongs to to somebody you've never met before yeah which is crazy
1: well for america i don't know maybe it's normal price to pay
0: and maybe it's normal to but sleep I over.
1: But I wouldn't pay for, for air mattress, uh, yeah. $80, no.
0: Yeah, and maybe it's normal. I can bring my own. Exactly,
1: and sleep <laughs> somewhere
0: in a hotel reception or something. Yeah, but that's how you make money, right? Just watch the market and be clever enough to come up with something super simple. Now when I told you about the origins of Airbnb... Let's talk about the name. When it comes to the name of the company, focus on the very beginning of Airbnb that I told you, like, Air Mattresses. You might guess that the Air stands for Air Mattresses. Mm -hmm. And B and B. Just picture the three letters in your head. Upper B, lower N, upper B. Bed and breakfast. Isn't it, like, super clever?
1: It is, but when I used Airbnb, most of the time, I didn't get breakfast.
0: That's funny, because I think that originally, the first guests of Brian's and Joe's, I don't think they offered them breakfast as well. But when you think about it, bed and breakfast places are for people who are socially weak. But isn't it is Airbnb based on this concept? Like, I mean, or... Oh, we're going to talk about advantages and disadvantages, and obviously the biggest advantage of Airbnb is the price. We like There's no doubt that Airbnb is cheaper, a lot cheaper, sometimes a lot cheaper than Booking.com. I'm not saying that it's definitely for socially, so for social weak people, or people on benefits, or something like that, but they are definitely more affordable than hotels. Mm-hmm. So basically, I mean, it doesn't really make sense in terms of bed and breakfast. I mean, I don't see the breakfast there. But it's
1: it's fun. It's it's funky. And but B&B? yeah, it's really
0: clever. I mean, to be fair, I'm rubbish at names, honestly. It would take me if this podcast would be just mine, it would take me friggin' ages to come up with original name or mm. something like that. I mean, I'm struggling all the time. When I was when I was creating my blog, when I was creating my Instagram, it's just like especially when you're creating something to build a brand and you need to be original and you need to be easy to find and all these kind of stuff. It must be, it's just so difficult for me to find something original, especially with so many things already going on out there. It's really hard to find something original, I think. Yeah, so Airbnb, air, bed, and breakfast, and now you will forever know what that means and you can play clever guy in front of your friends. And if you didn't know, and you're just hitting your head right now complaining that you are not clever enough that you didn't find out and stuff like that don't worry I didn't know either until I did the research for this episode I had no clue and I literally never even think about finding it so yeah
1: thank you for educating me like yeah that. that was the educational part
0: of this podcast and <laughs> let's do the fun part I mean this one is educational as well obviously Pros and cons. Now when we build the base of this episode, let's talk about the advantages and disadvantages. Honestly, I used Airbnb just three times in my whole life. Because to be fair, I didn't really travel that much before I moved to England, but now when I'm here, I really want to make the most of it. Tickets from England are usually cheaper than if I would fly from Prague. I really try to make most of the time I'm here in the UK. I used Airbnb just three times in my whole Life. you travel a lot more than me I would say do you remember how many times you used Airbnb
1: I used Airbnb around six or seven times okay once I I used booking.com mm-hmm. or I went to hostel but I think what I like about Airbnb is that you're at home you feel like yeah. you're not in a hotel you have your own space you don't need to be worried about cleaner. Mm-hmm. who will come to your room, and they might move your stuff. You have it for yourself. But the thing about Airbnb, what I found really annoying, are the hosts. Really? Not all of them. I really love New York. The host was super nice through messages, because usually when you go to Airbnb, you don't have chance to meet your host. Because most of the time they're out of their homes. That's why they are renting you the
0: room, because they're out. To be fair, I think it it depends. Sometimes people actually want to meet you before you move in. You probably came across people who are not in the place that you're going to live in. That's the thing. When my boyfriend
1: came first time to visit me here in Nottingham, Mm -hmm. we booked... room for one night it was close to city center and it was very bad Mm -hmm. I have to say the host wasn't friendly the room was too small she was asking for 40 pounds for a really small room okay even my room in my house is bigger than that room Mm -hmm. also when you're going somewhere because you're paying money to that Mm -hmm. person and it's not their main job it's just extra money you're expecting better behavior and i said never going back to that place
0: did you mention it in the because i don't know like for those who don't use airbnb or they are don't don't know the concept the host review you as a guest and then you review the host as a host so did you mention it in the comment after you left the place
1: I was so disappointed that I didn't even give her feedback I always give people Mm -hmm. feedback this was the only time I really didn't give any feedback okay or then the one experience in Lisbon it was really weird apartment. You kind of had uh, your bedroom in the basement, so there was no window. Oh, my God. And it was quite humid okay. and quite cold. Since then, I was quite paranoid because when you're going somewhere, they need to get in touch with you to mm-hmm. give you maybe a code or the instructions where you can find a key to the apartment. Mm-hmm. There was the only time when I went to Lisbon, I was at the airport checking the Airbnb. I think it should be their responsibility to get in touch with you. And that lady was actually from Brazil and she was in Brazil at the time. She wasn't responding to my messages. I messaged her two days before going to Lisbon. Mm-hmm. She didn't reply. I gave my phone to my boyfriend, just call this person because I just can't. And did and you already
0: pay for it at this point?
1: Yeah, and... The person picked up and they didn't have any clue who is calling them. Oh my god! And I was feeling like seriously, I think the person call actually the host. Uh huh and then they gave us the instructions. Since then, I was always feeling paranoid about Airbnbs. What if it happens again?
0: Well, that's not really a good review on Airbnb, is it? But to be fair, I'm always very cautious, especially about what kind of accommodation I choose in terms of who provides accommodation. Let me ask you a question. When you are looking for a place to stay over on Airbnb, what's the first thing you are looking at? If it's easy to get there. For example, when I went to Prague,
1: Last time I knew the city, so I was just looking for some metro line mm-hmm. close by or the tram line, and I was really satisfied with the location. The price is the second criterion mm-hmm. for me, and if I like the price, I always look at the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Because I think the bathroom is crucial for me.
0: Yeah, I'm the same. I first look in at the location, definitely. Obviously, public transport is the cheapest. So it's always better when you can find accommodation somewhere near a city center, because you can either walk or use public transport. So yeah, location is the first one. Then I narrow it down when it comes to the prices. And then I focus on the people. On Airbnb, some profiles, some hosts has this labels. I think it's called Superhost. they have like different levels of the host. If the person does have the super host or any other host label, that's bonus point, really. Because you can see it straight away that the people were probably satisfied with the service and stuff like that. And when it doesn't have this label, I always look at reviews, especially with Airbnb. I mean, I do look at recommendations with hotels as well, but it's slightly different. Because as you said before, you might don't have cleaner with Airbnb, which can be good, because you have nobody else that would enter your room when you're not there. But from the other point of view, you have somebody who always clean your rooms. It's sort of different as well. It, it has pros and cons. So yeah, Airbnb, definitely first location, price, and then who I'm actually gonna live with, or how the place is look like. In terms of tidiness, if there is a separate bathroom, if I'm not gonna share a bathroom with anybody else. And I usually try to focus on, on the bed as well, because sometimes they do say that they have place for, let's say two people but they don't mention that one of them is bad and the second one is sofa and obviously when I'm traveling as a couple or with a friend or something I don't want either of us to sleep on sofa but yeah we actually can sort of link this to the first I don't know if I should consider it as advantage or disadvantage but Airbnb is based on trust we can all agree on that with hotels and by hotels I mean booking.com I usually focus just on the number of stars, photos, location and price, obviously, and maybe some reviews as well. But with Airbnb I'm more careful. I think it's mainly because the accommodation on Airbnb is provided by the actual people. I dare to say that Airbnb is definitely not for people who have trust issues, let's be honest. In order to prepare myself for this podcast, I watched an interview with the founder, Brian Chesky, and he talked about customers' safety there. I, I I can link the youtube on our social so you can check it then, and you can watch it as well it was really interesting and he starts the interview by reflecting how they thought that he was crazy when he believed that strangers will trust one another to stay in their rooms it's actually interesting when you think about how successful the company is now but back then nobody would ever dare to stay over this with a stranger, I think. Mm -hmm. So originally the founders did believe that the people will trust each other and look how many people are using it or have ever used it. So that's that's really interesting when you think about it. The story or the idea behind it. It's not just about save money on accommodation but also make people believe that people are actually good, that they are not just bad. Now the company exists for 12 years and there are many people who have built their reputation and can be trusted. I think it's always gonna be risky to be fair. You can never know who's behind the screen.
1: I always look at the picture of people because mm-hmm. you can say a lot from yeah. the picture. If, if the person is friendly, if the person is nice. Usually when I see that those hosts, they don't have any profile picture. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, more careful about mm-hmm. those hosts. And if they are not even labeled, responsible hosts, mm-hmm. like super hosts and stuff, even though it's the cheapest option, I'm not going for it. Yeah.
0: I remember when any time I, I was choosing the the free accommodations I chose on Airbnb. I don't really focus on number, but I only really try to find a host that has many review that has many reviews. And to be fair, because you as a guest getting reviews as well. I think it's quite tricky to be guest for the first time, similarly to be host for the first time, because you need to build the trust. But if you don't have the very first guest or if you are not the very first host. I think it's really difficult to actually build a good reputation. So that's one point. I I, I don't even know if I should consider it as an advantage or disadvantage. Probably both. But anyway, what I appreciate the most about Airbnb is the fact how authentic it can be. Imagine going on holidays and basically don't leave your home. I do prefer more of the home kind of environment. and It doesn't look like everybody else's room. It looks original and just really nice.
1: It's true, I really love on my trip to Sweden well, with my friend, we booked a whole cabin. Mm-hmm. It was a cabin house. We've got really small kitchen, mm-hmm. a really nice bathroom, That's and sweet. one room with the dining room, mm-hmm. and also the terrace, and with the grill. It was in, in the forest. It was really beautiful. It was close to the sea as well, so it was really nice and far, far away from any kind it of seems like civilization. It, yeah, it's,
0: it, it sounds like lovely nature retreat. The very first Airbnb that I booked was a lovely cottage in Scotland. It was me, my parents, and their two friends. So we were like a group of five. So we could afford to split the price. So we were looking for something bigger and slightly more expensive. I'm not entirely sure how much we pay, but we stayed there for a week. And it was like the most beautiful cottage ever, honestly. It was in a small town called Aberfeldy. It was the typical cottage you would imagine that is in Scotland. It has lovely backyard with grill as well. There were sheeps behind the cottage. I think according to the fact that there were plenty of photos of the owner, it seems like they regularly use the cottage as well. So I was quite surprised that they rent something that it's, obviously it's theirs but they spend their time there as well. I found it a bit interesting in terms of the trust but it was really lovely. Each of us had own bedroom. I mean, my parents they got their bedroom their friends got their bedroom and I had my bedroom it has the most beautiful living room area with a fireplace and I'm just very old school in that because I've never lived in a village I always live in like a block of flats I really appreciate when I go somewhere and it has fireplace
1: oh then you need to come to my place even though I live in a flat we got a fireplace
0: really oh my god I'm definitely coming then yeah (laughs) so that's that's about it I mean the cottage was so lovely whole trip was just incredible. I love Scotland. I fell in love with it. And when it comes to Nick, which is the host, he's the one that I didn't meet as well, but we were communicating via the messages. It was brilliant communication. And he had this little box on the side of the cottage when the key was locked. So it was easy, smooth, everything was just fine, and we love it. And surprisingly, when we calculating the prices after, the rent of the whole cottage for one week was even cheaper than if we would rent the a cottage in my country so it was really surprising anytime i'm i'm using airbnb i just enjoy the fact that it's just like home, And usually, thanks to the fact that you live in an actual home, which I think is another advantage, you can access common facilities such as cooker, washing machine, and so on. You save on eating out because you can cook something quick and delicious at home as well. Yeah. And you save on doing the laundry as well. I mean, like, when you do a week or two weeks trip, I think you would really appreciate washing machine because you don't have to have loads of stuff with you. Another advantage, I mean, like, to be fair, most of my points are advantages. When you use Airbnb for your accommodation, you get in contact with locals because obviously locals are the ones who provide you the accommodation and that's another thing that makes you more blend in because you know the people. They can provide you quite interesting recommendations, like good place to eat. That's what we discussed last episode as well, that when you have somebody local who can give you a recommendation on place where to eat, you can be sure that it's going to be nice, that the food's going to be nice and probably more affordable as well. So I think that's another advantage, really. And you get in touch with the local people, and most of the time they are nice. I mean, you didn't really have that experience, but
1: I did. But for example, when I went to New York... Even though I, I didn't meet that host, she was really friendly through messages. She made sure that I feel welcomed mm-hmm. in their place. And she asked me if I know what are my plans because I was traveling on my own. And I told her, oh, I'll just wander around. I don't really have fixed plans because I just don't like planning everything into details. That's why I found how great it is to travel on your own when you are the Queen of your time. Yeah, oh
0: my God. I mean, I've never traveled alone, but I know how to spend time alone. There are many people that would feel even embarrassed to spend time alone, but I love it. I've never traveled alone, but I—I I mean, I did, but it was just like one-day trips that I just take a train somewhere and be there on my own. But I've never traveled like so far alone. But yeah, carry on. Sorry.
1: She just gave me some recommendations.
0: Yeah, that's another thing I really like about Airbnb. All of the hosts try to give you recommendations. I met this Swedish lady. The place was called Cockermooth and it's somewhere in Lake District. Her name was Helen and she provides us accommodation in her caravan. And it was my first time in a caravan and I totally fell in love with it because it's like a home on the wheels. Everything is really really tiny. It makes you feel comfortable and cozy. And she was the sweetest. Not because we did some traveling after my graduation when I finished my bachelor degree. And this lady, she knew that I'm after my graduation. And she placed a small bottle of champagne in the caravan with a card to congratulate me for doing my bachelor. And I found it so sweet. I mean, those little tiny things that you don't expect. They literally make your day, isn't it? I just love it. So shout out to helen she was incredible and i highly recommend her caravan because it was modern it was cozy and i just loved it and she's really sweet as well she actually asked us if we are like hiking and stuff and we were like yeah i'm actually really into running and she was like oh we have this little little, really nice path along the rivers and she gave me directions so i have really good experience with people so maybe it really depends on where you are you are traveling to so yeah That's another thing, tips and recommendations from the local. It's a great advantage. You don't need TripAdvisor because basically the best trip advisor you can get offers you the accommodation right because they know what's the best do you have experience when local give you a tip that you wouldn't find online or do you are really surprised and glad that you got that tip
1: um to be honest i can't really remember usually what i found interesting was my friend came to visit me twice when i was living in southampton and now when i was living here in nottingham and the first time there was a time when i really found out about airbnb mm-hmm. that you can find really cheap room anywhere and her host was just really friendly and even though I knew a lot about and she gave us really nice tips, mm-hmm. so it was really nice that time. But it was my personal experience with Airbnb mm-hmm. hosts, but it was my friends. But I went to see her there, yeah. so I met her host. Maybe
0: you had just you have, you have just bad luck, you know. Your friend May- got got a good experience. I have good experience as well, and you just like I don't know. Maybe you just maybe I should pick you accommodation next time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we talk about lower price already, but I I put this one as a last tip because honestly it's just the most obvious thing, isn't it? Airbnb is just cheaper. But to be fair, you said that you prefer Airbnb before Booking.com but if I'm being honest, I'm not really sure entirely if Airbnb is cheaper or all the time. I think you really need to do your research first. I
1: think I found it more expensive in the UK. It doesn't matter where you go. The Airbnb Mm -hmm. is more expensive here for the room in Nottingham. The house was really nice. Everything was modern, clean. The only thing I didn't like... You know, when you're host and you know your guests are coming, it's common sense to turn on your uh, hot water. She didn't do it. And I wanted to take a shower before going to mm-hmm. sleep. And it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And there was actually a shower room downstairs and it wasn't working as well. She wasn't even apologizing. She
0: just said, I forgot. it You literally had the worst experience with Airbnb people, honestly
1: the other thing her boyfriend came over and they were arguing in front of you like not in front of us like you were in in a house when we were in if you want to get some extra money you need to know how to behave I wish I was that courageous and put that feedback there
0: yeah I mean obviously you don't it's hard to tell really I wouldn't argue in front of anybody but their life's still going on right no matter if they do have guests or not. Imagine that they would have guests every day. They can't just not argue if they need I mean, nobody should argue, let's be honest, but that that would be like ideal world. Sometimes people argue just because they are bored. Yeah, but anyway, that's not travel related. So yeah, so just sum up the, the, the advantages and disadvantages. I would consider disadvantage when we talk about that Airbnb is based on trust. But to be fair with hotels, it's not that important because it's more official. But with Airbnb, it's more about trust actual people rather than companies. And then advantages are that Airbnb is domestic. You can feel like home, which I love. I would always opt Airbnb before booking. If, if I had the insurance, that it's going to look nice. And I wouldn't have experience like you did. <laughs> then you get in contact with locals. Then tips and recommendations. You have locals, they give you the recommendations. And most of the time, Airbnb is cheaper than booking. But all the glitters is not gold, you know. This is a topic that I think Lucia should talk about. Lucia told me about the problem with Airbnb in Paris and Toronto. So can you tell us a bit more about that? So the problem with Paris
1: was that the mayor and the government, they weren't really happy that Airbnb is trying to advertise and make the museum out of the city. Airbnb is not only offering the accommodation, but they're also uh, offering the experiences. For example, it depends on the location. Mm -hmm. But if you go to France, for example, France is typical for wine. Mm -hmm. So you can go for the wine taste. Or if you go to some places for cycling, they can offer you cycling to... For example, in uh, Lisbon, Mm -hmm. we were offered cycling tour, but we didn't go because the weather wasn't really great. And the problem with Paris was about actually these ads, about experience. And some of them were not legal. And that's what the government didn't like. They don't want to be the capital, of Paris, just for tourists. So the city is full of tourists. And that's why they were trying to fight the Airbnb. And I think they didn't actually win.
0: To be fair, I'm not surprised because I found it a bit ridiculous because Paris is like the capital of France and everybody goes there to see Paris because it's just the, one of the most desirable places to visit. That's why I found it a bit and I thought I don't understand. But now when I hear you talk about it, I do understand. It's just that I don't understand that they make big deal out of it because Paris, it's full of tourists anyway. And I know that Airbnb Airbnb experience probably don't help, but the city would be full of tourists anyway. Yeah, I found it
1: ridiculous. I think the uh, main issue with Airbnb experience is anyone can offer anything. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't even need to be a host to have your business on Airbnb experience, I think. You can just offer some service. And if you're offering some service, the thing is about taxation, that okay. some people were trying to get uh, around taxation, mm-hmm. And I think that was the main issue.
0: Uh, mm, the experience. So it can be anybody offering anything.
1: I think after this scandal, they might check on it more.
0: So you need to like register the business you want to do. Yeah. That's, that's the problem with Paris, that people didn't register because they would have yeah, to pay the tax. Yeah, because
1: it was quite confusing. When is your business legal, When is not?
0: Yeah, so, well, to be fair, I don't think that this is a reasonable thing that Airbnb should be blamed for. It's my opinion. Obviously, you can have a different one. But I think that this is not really reasonable.
1: So. I mean, I've never tried... Any of these because I don't need to pay extra money. It's usually there from £10 upper, mm-hmm. and I think I can find a cheaper way when I'm traveling mm-hmm. to experience something
0: yeah so these two are like big like sort of scandals with airbnb and there's the halloween party that i can link the article i read on the guardian so basically if somebody book a place in airbnb and they arrange a halloween party and five people were shot which is tragedy there's no doubt that it's tragedy but when you think about it is it actually airbnb fault because the company can't they don't know the people who's booking the place and they don't know what I want to do in the place. Sometimes when I book place with Airbnb, usually the hosts have no there, no parties after 10 p.m. Yeah. or something like that. So obviously, or no
1: parties at yeah. all. Yeah,
0: I think this is not really Airbnb issue. It's more like people issue. I don't really know this thing deeply. I just heard it in the interview, like this completely went like around me. I don't don't remember that I heard it anywhere. I don't think that, it sh- that Airbnb should be blamed for this. I don't think it's their fault, to be fair.
1: No, if you think about it, when that person receives good feedback, you have no chance to think that something bad might happen. And you're not the policeman who can just open the register and search for that person and check if they've got some criminal code.
0: Yeah. It can happen anywhere. You don't even have to live in Airbnb. It could happen on the street as well. But yeah, like Airbnb is risky. But what's not risky these days? Just be careful when choosing accommodation. And it doesn't mean that you need to be careful just on Airbnb. Definitely be careful with booking.com as well. Yes. So yeah, that's about it about today's episode we hope that you learn something new especially at the beginning and let us know if you have any tips and tricks how to find the cheapest Airbnb or what to focus on when you're choosing one and stuff like that we thank you very much for listening to us we hope you're gonna join us with the next episode as well, we already can tell you that it's gonna be very very interesting, trust me you don't wanna miss next episode so follow us on our social media we are everywhere as travel travel enthusiasts similar with our hashtag feel free to email us as well if you have any questions and that's about it so have a lovely day and see you in two weeks bye bye